What's up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Uh, Drees is probably going to cut this part out, but wow, what an introduction here from Zoom. This meeting is being recorded. Uh, scared the shit out of us, but hey, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you're living good, because we are, I can tell you that. Uh, I'm stunned. I don't know. That's an awkward... It's an awkward introduction into the podcast. I'm sorry, Chase. I just caught me so off guard. But a lot to get into. Uh, kind of a weird day for us to be dropping the episode. A lot of stuff's been taking place. I have been recovering uh, from the Mike Dub golf tournament that we hosted last weekend. Um, finally feeling 100%. Chase, I don't know how you feel after you're hosting your golf tournament. I don't know if your guys' gets as wild or if you're just more professional because you're buttoned up type of folks over there in Utah. Down here in Southwest Missouri, things get wild real, real quick. Dude, you know ours gets wild. Like, I've sent you images and pictures of people teeing off out of people's butt cracks. Like, that, that shit happens. Remember that video? So, I mean, yeah, we get wild. Ours is two days. So, we, I guess we do try to pace ourselves a little bit more because it's not just a, you know, one and done like yours. Um, yeah. So, I could, I could see why you guys get so rowdy. Um, sounds like you guys have had a hell of a time. Uh, it was a hell of a weekend, that is for sure. And speaking of a hell of a week, uh, it's been a busy one here in the NFL. Adrian, or oh my God, excuse me, Antonio Brown re-signs with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're going to get into that. Todd Gurley making visits. You know, Adam Vinatieri, the GOAT, Julio Jones, Aaron Rodgers. And then we're going to go into some future bets that you guys should be making if you want to make some money. We're ahead of the game here. Hope you guys are ready. Jam-packed episode Trace, let's just go ahead and start here at the top. Antonio Brown, he is signing back with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucs are bringing back all 22 starters that they had there in the NFL Super Bowl. Um, it's pretty crazy. I don't think this is – I think this is the first time we've seen a team do it after winning the Super Bowl. And, of course, it just happens to be the team that is led by Tom Brady here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, so we've kind of been talking about it that they're bringing 22 back, and it got announced that Antonio Brown was going to come back, but he still had to pass his physical after the knee injury and all that. And so it just finally was made official, so we decided we need to bring it up. And um, it's crazy to think about like how l small that news is considering how good he is and how good he was for that team. Um, it's just – it's going to be another dangerous offense, and I – starting to think that they just really don't believe in guys like Fournette and stuff like that, where like they're going to be run centric at some points. Cause that's just the way Tom Brady is at points, but man, th those three wide receivers. And then if they get a healthy um, OJ Howard back to go with Gronk on the opposite yeah. side and, th and they still have Cameron Brait, who's fantastic, but like you get another just athletic freak, like OJ Howard, like this team is going to just put up points. It's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, and I mean, we know why the AB news is kind of just laying low because a lot of people have mixed opinions on him, as they should with his off-field issues and allegations that have been made. Um, and just kind of what we've seen him do uh, since leaving the Pittsburgh Steelers and kind of gaining more respect for Mike Tomlin on what he was able to contain and keep in-house there in Pittsburgh uh, with Antonio Brown being the guy that he was and currently is. But I think him getting a full season and off-season without COVID with Tom Brady – does make this offense extremely dangerous, like you said, Trees, because like this dude became a key part in the Super Bowl, right? Like once they got into the playoffs into the Super Bowl, it was hard to stop Antonio Brown. It was okay, crap, he's he's back to being what we're used to him being on a football field. They get a whole season of that with Godwin and Evans, 
Gronkowski, you know, OJ Howard and Cameron Bright, like you said, that is going to be a scary, scary offense with the offense being completely based around what Tom Brady's best at. Because right last year, that was something we discussed, Trees, is how they were, you know, trying to force the ball down the field. It was Bruce Arians' offense. Tom Brady is not able to do that. It takes too long for the play to develop. He's getting hit, throwing interceptions. By the time they got into the end of the season and into the playoffs, it was what Tom Brady wanted and what they were good at and what he's best at. And it, bam, they go and win a Super Bowl because of it. 100% true. So we'll see how it all plays out. You know, repeating is super difficult, as you know, um, last year, like you thought you guys had it. And it just shows that one game can like anything can happen there. So um, it's going to be fascinating to watch again. I still don't even think that they win that division. I think that the Carolina Panthers find a way to sneak that one out, but I mean, they didn't win the division last year. That was the saints. And so we'll see how it all plays out. It's going to be exciting to watch. It most definitely is. Let's get into our next news. Todd Gurley. Um, I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot about this guy and I feel bad, but he's in the news this past week as making visits. He is set to visit the Detroit Lions. If you're listening to this, he already has uh, no update on whether he's signing yet, but it's something where I think he's going to kind of keep his options open. I just don't know how many he has. Yeah, no, sorry. I was on mute there. So um, yeah, he doesn't, he probably doesn't have very many options. So that also is going to put in a huge factor there. Um, but my biggest thing is, is like, man, what a shot of like to I, the Lions organization. Like you feel like you're like getting younger, you're going this one direction. And then like you end up just going after a guy like Todd Gurley. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's in the wrong direction. I think like you need to give DeAndre Swift, like the reins and just like, mm-hmm. let him go. Like, I just, I, don't know like why you would say we don't want carry on Johnson given. And yes, I understand Todd Gurley is better than carry on Johnson, but like one of their big things was like carry on Johnson's always hurt, but then they want to go after Todd Gurley, who is also always hurt. I, I totally get that. I'm looking at it as a point of view from the lions kind of doing a favor for Todd Gurley because Jared Goff, former quarterback, is there and the general manager, right? Came from the Los Angeles Rams, was is very familiar with Todd Gurley. So I think it's more of like, hey, why don't you come in? We'll visit with you. We'll see where you're at. Other teams are going to call and ask about you. You're probably not signing here. We're probably most likely not going to sign you because we do have a young stud himself in DeAndre Swift. But let's kind of see if we can get this train rolling for you because you got to start somewhere, right? Maybe you start there in Detroit. And then from there, other teams will be like, okay, how is he? What are your thoughts? Is this something we should do? And then next thing we know, he's going to be kind of visiting all over the place. It's probably not going to be breaking news, but just kind of gives him more options since visiting with the Lions. Yeah, sure. It's a possibility. Um, but also, I kind of don't think that. I also kind of think that they're really contemplating this and like knowing with what Anthony Lynn likes to do running the ball, who's their OC now, like I kind of think that they would be like, yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't know. It's just hard to just because – DeAndre Swift had just such a great second half of the year once they kind of started giving him the reins over Adrian Peterson. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. And they, and they've brought in a few guys like I, 
it, it's just a shot. It's a shot to like what I thought this offense was going to try to do with him. And maybe I'm just thinking from a fantasy perspective. Like I really was thinking that like Swift could be like a, one of those awesome steals at like early round three for drafts. And now I'm like, if they bring in Gurley, like they're both basically untouchable at this point because they're going to just eat, eat at each other's um, production. So we'll see though. I mean, I also, I don't, it's one of those things though, at the same time where, I'm also fine with them like trying something out. Like you can bring them into camp and then if it doesn't work out, like you just release them. I mean, it's the Tebow effect in a sense where it's just like, you want to know what I'm never going to say, don't do it. It's more of like, just as a fan of Deandre Swift, like it's a shot where you're just like, ah, damn it. I thought this dude was finally going to have his opportunity. And by finally, I mean year two. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's definitely something to keep an eye on moving forward. Let's get into Adam Vinatieri. Uh, officially announces his retirement two days ago for you guys listening to this from when the when the podcast will drop. Uh, we all kind of assumed he was, you know, retired, but he made his official announcement uh, while on the Pat McAfee show. I think it was one of those things where Pat McAfee was kind of just like, hey, like, I'm not sure if there was any, like, official announcement, kind of like what happened. And he was like, Adam Vinatieri was just kind of like, hey, let's just do it right now. What do you say? Like, it's official. I am retired. I'm done. Um Kind of a, a crappy way to end a career for a guy who is deemed the GOAT as an NFL kicker, one of the best to ever do it, literally is the greatest to ever do it. Um, in my opinion, the kicks that he made in those type of moments and situations and where he was at and his age and is continuing to be consistent and be the guy that when he came up at the end of a game to kick a field goal, you pretty much knew the game was over. If he was kicking a game-winning or game-tying field goal, that's exactly what was going to happen. Um Justin Tucker, you know, he's the next guy in line. Harrison Butker is another guy that, you know, people discuss and put in that conversation with Justin Tucker. But Adam Vinatieri is the guy, I mean, for our era and my era of watching football that really made a name for kickers and the fact of just how great they can be and what they can do to help you win games and Super Bowls. Yeah, totally agree. Um, and since you brought up a couple guys, Josh Lambeau's up there right now as well for the yes. Jags. He's, he's at 95% field goal make since uh 2017 which is pretty Damn. pretty crazy so um yeah it's crazy how good a kickers are actually getting nowadays it's um mm-hmm. i think we talked about that a little bit last year where it was like you felt like anything under 45 was just a make it basically every time so um yeah but i mean you're right he's the goat kicker and um i also i mean we grew up in the same era basically so like yeah um He's the goat. Watched him, and he's, he wouldn't he wouldn't miss. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely the dude. Julio Jones is the dude. Aaron Rodgers is the dude. Both both could possibly be on different teams next week. There are already rumors for Julio Jones that there is a team that is willing to give Atlanta a first round draft pick for next year's draft if they're willing to make that trade. That is pretty crazy to hear. Um, with just due to the fact that. It's Julio Jones, and you're only going to get one one or possibly a second out of it and no players in return. I get he's older, but the contract is very much affordable. And whatever team he goes, he's going to make an immediate impact. And people are going to be looking at the Falcons like, you morons, you moved on from this because you couldn't afford it. That's your own problem. At the same time, to be devil's advocate to the point that I just made, it's a new regime you got to fix what the mistakes were of the old office, the old front office, um, and plan for the future. 
the landing spots for Julio Jones, I mean, they've been well talked about, you know, the Indianapolis Colts, the Tennessee Titans, the Seahawks have been thrown in there, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, Trace, if there's any other teams, the New England Patriots. Other than that, I'm not sure what other teams have really been thrown out there. Um, but, I mean, if he lands on any one of those teams and a huge majority of everyone but the Seahawks that I mentioned, excuse me, belong in the AFC. So kind of the same thing with we're talking about with Rodgers, where he's most likely not going to an NFC team. It's just way, which AFC team would he go to? Yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. Like, um, honestly, it would be awesome to see him in the Niners too. Um, that could be, yeah. a, that could be an awesome team. Um, we all know what he can do in Shanahan's offense. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy to think about that. We're most likely not going to see him on um, the Falcons this year. Um, the whole thing with Undisputed um, was a bit crazy. Um, for sure, honestly, felt a little scripted. Um, you really think so? Yeah. I mean, to me, it kind of did. Um, it easily couldn't have been, right? Like, it could just be me just being like, I don't feel like Julio Jones is that dumb. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't feel like he's that good of an actor, though, either. I mean, that dude played yeah. it off as just like a nonchalant conversation of with Shannon Sharp. Like, hey, man, just going to hang out with my boy, having some fun. No, I'm not going back to Atlanta. I also haven't listened to him in a lot of other interviews, but my other thought with this, too, is that FS1, Fox, you know, where Skip and Shannon, the show, is is hosted, uh, does not have any clippings of it on their website or social media pages. They are trying to act like this is not happening, that it did not take place because in the state of California, where they do the show in Los Angeles, you must have someone's permission uh, before you have them, you know, before you record them on TV, radio, any type of, you know, recording. And they did not have that. And, like, you hear the host go, hey, does he know he's on live TV? He is live right now on radio. Does he know? We hear that. Julio does not because he's just having a, like a phone conversation. He's not plugged into the mics here. So I just kind of sitting here wondering, like, that's a bad situation for Julio and the Atlanta Falcons, who's also pissed off at Fox. So they reached out to the NFL, and now NFL is trying to deal with them on, like, well, how the hell do we handle this? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of why I think that it was because, like, his phone was hooked up to their sound. Like, it wasn't it wasn't just his speaker phone. Like, his, his phone was literally hooked up to the sound for the show. So, like, literally they had to have been waiting for a phone call. I don't know. Like, to me, like, it just seems... I didn't think it was plugged into the sound. I thought he, I thought was he was so putting the loud. phone up to. No. Oh, I thought it, they were just putting it up to the microphone for uh, Shannon. I mean, it must be fucking great equipment to do that. I mean, like usually, like when you put something up against a mic, like you at least can tell that it's not hooked up to it. Yeah. Uh, Austin is literally trying to pull something up on his phone and put it up. Whoa. To the mic. Freaking snitch. Uh, but like, I don't know. To me, like, it felt it felt like it. And again, it might not have been. But hey, good for Fox, I guess. Good for Julio, I guess. If that was the case, everybody was talking about it. Falcons now know. Like, I don't know. So, 
it's interesting. Like, I don't think we will ever know, right? Like, we're, we're never going to know if that was scripted or not because that's just that show. But it to me, it just felt a little. Felt a little bit. I totally get it. That's fair. Um, how does this sound? <laughs> Sounds pretty good. Doesn't sound like it's doesn't sound like it's hooked up. Are things just like you playing music? <laughs> I don't know if you saw that. I got the Zoom notification. It was like it's like you play music. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's awesome. Did it, um, did it sound like it was plugged in there, or did it sound like it was pushed up against the mic? I couldn't tell either way. To be, we honest. can't debunk it. We're not so, professionals. Yeah, it's we're right. not professionals. We're no, not. We don't get paid to investigate. We get paid to talk. What's up? Yep, that is accurate actually so okay um let's move on into our future bets at this point um let's sorry do did, it. did you have anything you wanted to say about rogers you brought up rogers nah i mean i'm tired of it at this point okay cool his fiance I mean, is smoking hot that's it yeah i mean until some that's, until that's rude to me that was that was fuck boy austin i'm sorry i'm not a fuck boy she yeah. is a she's a gorgeous she, woman she's an attractive lady there you go. Okay. Future bets. Um, again, so what I love about future bets and about this time of year is Vegas and all of them, they put out these odds and they, they update them frequently. There's actually some that have already moved from like what I actually did like. So I'm actually going to Vegas in a couple of weeks, going to do some bets. I'm hoping some of these don't move. Um, this is not us saying we think that these people are going to win MVP. It is. These odds are too good to probably pass up. Let's not forget two years ago, I said Lamar Jackson. Last year, I said Josh Allen. Um, and it's just like, because the odds are so good that you, and you can see the potential of that player um, that you kind of could see why, or you wonder why Vegas and whoever does not have them up higher. So let's start off with um, MVP. So, Let's start off with the favorite. It is your guy, Patrick Mahomes, at, at plus 500 or 5-1. to one. Um, Aaron Rodgers at 9-1. to one. Josh Allen's at 11-1. to one. Matthew Stafford's at fourth at 14-1. to one. one of those crazy things that a guy that's made one Pro Bowl is now fourth in MVP voting. Um, is that's pretty crazy given obviously a new team. And then you start moving down into the like 16 to one odds. Oh, Brady's also at 14 one, sorry. And then you move into 16, 20, 33. So the last two years I've been trying to stick like Lamar Jackson was 20 to one when he won it. And then, uh, Josh Allen, I think ended up around 12 to one when it was all said and done. But when we had our episode last year, he was at 16 to one at that point. Um, so let's just kind of talk through some things. So let's talk about the top like four or five guys right now. Um, I think at this point, like given smallest payout, but I do, I do like the Patrick Mahomes five to one odds. Like I, I think that their offense is going to be weird to say even more pass heavy this offense or, or this year. Like, I think that's going to be pretty crazy. Um, I'm staying away from Aaron Rodgers. Like I'm, I want no part of that nine to one. Um, Josh Allen, 11 to one interesting, but I'm going to stay away from it. Um, and I'll give my reasoning later on why um, Stafford, 
too hard of a division in my opinion. So I'd stay away from 14 to one Brady. I just don't think he puts up this enough stats compared to the other guys. So 14 to one, I'd probably stay away there. So what are your opinions on those five guys? So with the thing with Patrick Mahomes is you say he's going to be more pass heavy. Um, I actually think they're going to be more balanced in terms of running the football because the offensive line is so overloaded uh, on what they did this offseason and fixing it in terms of depth and talent as well. Um, so I think it's going to open the lane for Clyde Edwards Hilaire to, you know, get success and have success on the ground. But when Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do throw the football, it's just like almost a guaranteed success. And I know to guarantee success, the NFL is – a very idiotic thing to do or try and predict. But when you give Patrick Mahomes time and he can stand in a pocket, like look out, you know what I mean? Like this is a true good luck. Everybody else. Um, when you mentioned Matthew Stafford in my mind, he was the first guy that came up when I thought about MVP because in that offense, the experience that's there, Robert Woods, Cooper cup, you know, Everett at tight end, they do have talent elsewhere. Cam Akers at running back. What? Sorry, Everett left to go to Seattle. It's Higby. Thank you. That is what I meant anyways. Um, But I think there is enough talent there. And with Sean McVay at head coach and Matthew Stafford's ability to throw the ball down the field, I think that offense is going to be good. And I think we're going to see a different Matthew – or not a different Matthew Stafford, but a better Matthew Stafford, right? A guy who has talent around him with a smart head coach and a smart offense and – playmakers everywhere and i just think it's going to be the type of guy where he has that that media attention and they're winning football games and a defense to back up the offense and what they can do and produce that people are going to be going this is the difference that matthew stafford made coming to this team so in my mind that is exactly who i would put my money on in terms of the top five guys top five guys all right i get that i get that um okay so now we're moving into the area that i like to bet on one top one, Lamar Jackson, 16 to one. Give me that again. Like I want that bet all day, every day. Dak at 16 to one is interesting, but with the, him coming off the injury too much of a risk for me. Um, so I actually have like three or four guys that I really, really like at, at, and Lamar Jackson at 16 to one. Yes. Kyler Murray at 20 to one. This is the one I am smashing. I, I want those two specifically. So Lamar and Kyler, I really want those two. If I drop down, it's crazy, but I want two at 60 to one. Man, I was just getting ready to mention him. I want like that offense has the possibility to be very, very good. Exactly. And honestly, I could see the Dolphins winning that division, is which is what I was trying to point at the other or earlier about Josh Allen, like you're living rent free. You're living rent free. free in it. I could see them winning that division. And if they win, then obviously I don't think that Josh Allen's going to win it. And Tua would obviously get all this love. Is there a major risk there? Yes. But that is why he is 60 to one. So, I mean, 10 out of the last 11 years, there's been, it's been a quarterback. Only other one was Adrian Peterson's 2000 yard year coming off the ACL. We've also seen back-to-back players with 2,000 all-purpose yards, and they haven't gotten it, right? Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey. I think it is set in stone that it is only going to be a quarterback again. And so, I mean, for me, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Kyler Murray, and Tua. I mean, another another one, 
Baker Mayfield at 33 to 1. Here's one for you Carson Wentz. If the Indianapolis Colts get Julio Jones, if, if, and I mean, his odds right now are 40 to 1. I guarantee you they go up to 20 to 1, if, if not better, if they trade for him. So I would, who can I talk to to put in the money on that? I mean, one me, and if it doesn't happen in the next two to three weeks, um, I can just do it for you. Two, can you get? Does your guys's FanDuel and DraftKings have that yet? Okay, nope. well then, all right. So, um, mine either. <laughs> so, um, let's just wait two to three weeks. When I go down there, I'm going down there twentieth ish of June. So, if it hasn't happened yet, we'll be on the phone. It's probably happened by that point. Golly, man, M- you most gotta get likely. down there quicker. Jeez, uh, I know, I know. So, I mean, those are those are my biggest ones. Um, I mean, you have. Russell Wilson, Herbert, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, all in that like 20 to one area. Matt Ryan started, started this off season at 50 to one. And I was like, that's one that I would want. And then now he's jumped up to 33 to one. And I'm like, ah, now there's too much risk if Julio leaves, right? At 50 to one, I'm like, I'll risk. I'll, I'll put some money down risking that Julio sticks around, but at 33 to one. Now I'm not, not so interested. Could this, could we see Matt Ryan explode next year without Julio? Kind of like we saw Baker do better without uh, Odell. Um, I mean, he missed what five games last year, and he, he did just fine with them. You know, like it was yeah. the Calvin Ridley show, um, and now he's got uh, Kyle Pitt. So, I mean, he probably could just continue to do well. And we obviously love what their offensive head coach is going to be doing. Um, so maybe, I mean, I could see it. I could see him still having great years. I just don't know if that team is going to be good enough um, to win games. So that's probably why I'd stay away from him. Um, Herbert's always interesting like to me, like ever since he got kind of exploded last year. But again, I don't think he wins that division and is it going to be enough there? So I'll, I'll, that, those are probably who I'm going to stick away with. Let, let's just talk about if a quarterback was not going to win it, if, who would we put our money on? Um, mine would be Nick Chubb, 100 to 1. I mean, I'd have to go Christian McCaffrey. Who is at 50 to 1 right now. Yeah. Same, with, same with Derek Henry. Those, those two are the top two non-quarterbacks. Then you got Dalvin Cook at 66 to 1. And then Barkley and Chubb are at a hundred to one. And same with uh, Alvin Kamara. What about and Zeke? Zeke is so far down. 150, 150 to one. Dude, like Cam That might Aker- be worth, that might be worth putting some money on. Really? Cam Akers has a better chance. Jordan Love, Jonathan Taylor, Trey Lance, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Justin Fields, Taysom Hill, Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones. Sam Darnold, Nick Chubb, all of them have better chances or better odds. Yeah, I would, I would put some money on Zeke, dude. I do think he looks good this offseason, so I can see that as Boy, well. What does he? I, I, I'm going to – I'll stick with my Nick Chubb just because, like, if that team, if they're winning games, it's going to be behind Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield. So, um, I don't mean again, this to sound cocky, but, I mean, Kareem Hunt, I mean, he's back, right? Like, him and Chubb – sharing the ball though i feel like does not take away from chubb 
I don't, I mean, I thought that last year, Nick Chubb still exploded last year when he was on the, every time he was on the field, he was rushing from 90 to 150 yards. Like, no, yeah. I'm just saying, does that take away the value of him being an MVP since there's so like he's sharing the workload, right? Like he's not the main guy. If he, dude, I still think he puts up 1500 yards, even with Hunt there this year. Damn. Damn boy. So, all right. That's enough MVP talk. Um, so again, those are, those are our things. So we have what we said, Mahomes, you like Stafford. I wasn't so much on Stafford, but I get, I get your reasoning there. Mine is strictly, actually, I agree with your reasonings. Mine strictly is this. I think the division's too hard. Um, and then we talked about Tua that we both liked Lamar. Um, I don't know. You never said anything on Kyler Murray, but, and it's funny cause I say Kyler Murray, but then I just said that Stafford cause the division is too hard, but Murray obviously is with just the running ability. <laughs> well, that and his odds. So that's kind of where I think you brought him up too. Yeah. I, I would personally, I'm not putting any money on Murray. Yeah. I for sure am. Speaking of that, um, I have my card sitting right there of uh, Dallas Mavericks going to the NBA finals. And I'm like, Okay, keep it up. Keep it up, Luca. Keep it up. <laughs> I did that. I did Too that. Too damn last... small. Yeah. Too I damn small, that. Beverly. Yeah. He he's been he's been killing it. But that was a nice that's a nice little payout. That was a twenty dollar bet and it's a two hundred and ninety dollar payout. I mean very damn. very very minimal bet for I mean uh, enough money that I made it worth it. So okay, let's move on to Trevor Lawrence and Offensive rookie of the years, Trevor Lawrence, three to one odds. He is the favorite right now. Um, Justin Fields at six to one, Trey Lance at six to one, Zach Wilson, seven to one. Those are the top four. Kind of makes sense there. So out of the last 11 years, six quarterbacks have won it, four running backs, and one wide receiver. That one wide receiver being Odell's crazy year um, when he only played 12 games and he still put up like 1,300 yards. Um, so with this one, it's a little bit different, right? Because like it's almost a 50-50 split, it feels like, between quarterbacks and running backs that can win mm-hmm. it. So now I'm like, okay, so where are some running backs? So Najee Harris is at 10 to 1. I was like, okay, like he's going to put up tons of yards. But again, I'm not a big Pittsburgh guy um, this year, so I kind of don't love that. One I do love, Trey Sermon at 25 to 1. Um, I kind of like that. I kind of think that he can take over that role, especially if Mostert doesn't get healthy. Uh, Jeff Wilson just got announced that he's going to miss like four or five months with the injury. So like he like, now, now it's a two man show and now it's just Mostert and, and sermon and Mostert has a history of being injured. Obviously Mostert goes off and will be the kind of that, that guy when, if he's on the field, but I mean, 25 to one, I like the odds there. Um, I'm going to stay away from all wide receivers. Um, to me, it's, it's Lawrence, it's fields, it's sermon. Those are the three that I want. And that's strictly just because I don't think that Trey Lance plays enough to win it. Okay. So with sermon, I'm just going to start where you did with Trey sermon. I'm worried of the injuries that he had in college. Um, carry over to the NFL, especially with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, That's also the reason why I would not pick Trey Lance to win because, again, not to be that guy, but, like, San Francisco is one of those teams that just kind of like the Los Angeles Chargers, 
always just kind of fall up. Their season is derailed due to injuries. The one year that it doesn't, where do they go? Super Bowl. And last year it was like that's the only thing that took place for them. Um, if they can stay healthy, though, and that offense can stay healthy, uh, Trey Lance is a name to keep an eye on. That's a guy I would put money on. But I think putting it on Trevor Lawrence makes the most sense. If I had to take another rookie quarterback, not Trey Lance because I just gave that explanation, it would probably be Justin Fields. Um, and the reason I say that is because Chicago, yeah, they have Andy Dalton, but like you're not, I'm not expecting him to be there the whole season. I don't think any of us are. So I think we could see, you know, Justin Fields come in week three, week four, and then just light it up, um, you know, and be a factor on the ground and through the air and distributing the ball to the speedsters that they have there and the tight ends and taking care of it to where people are like, man, like we definitely, you know, undervalue this guy like we we look we thought we put too much thought into it. we didn't think enough about it um and then in terms of running backs i would go Najee harris i know that you know, you're not going to win as much money but that dude is going to get the workload there in pittsburgh i mean because it is Najee harris and juju smith schuster yeah they have deontay johnson but if he's continuing to drop the ball like he did last year ben roethlisberger is not tearing up his elbow to throw him the ball for dropped receptions yeah, i'm going to give the ball to to Najee and let him do some work uh, and hurdle some people in audio. See you later. Receivers are the any that just pop off the top of your head, trees that you know you think could make a big, you know, jump like that and become an immediate impact. Uh, I'm thinking of a player drafted by the Jets, went to Old Miss. His name is slipping my mind. Elijah Moore, and he's forty to one. Damn it, that is the right name. Okay, yep. So um, that was. I mean, that's a receiver that I'd keep an eye on. Jamar Chase is the favorite out of the wide receivers, and you can see why going back to his old quarterback there. Uh, Jalen Waddle for me um, at 16 to 1, yep. just because of the whole two explanation before that. Two other players that I did bring up earlier that I absolutely probably will put money on uh, Javante Williams for the Broncos. I think he's going to be the workload guy. I think at some point, man. It might even be now. Like, like Gordon may not even make this roster. Like with his off-field issues and injuries, like there is. Yeah. I, I think I think this is the last year of his contract too, so it's probably easy to get out of. And I don't know that for a fact. I haven't looked it up, but like in my yep. head, I'm like m- most of the time they are they're easy to get out of at that point. Um, and the Broncos have been so good at getting a running back, you know, in in the draft, and people just kind of like overlook it. And it's like, damn, like look at him pop off. There he goes. Like shit. Exactly, and then. A crazy one, which is why it's so low. Rondell Moore for Arizona. And it is strictly, strictly because of his special teams. That dude returns three, four kickoff returns or a punt return to the house. Like that alone is going to put you in the running for it. You put in, you know, if you find a way to put up 600 yards and another, you know, two to three touchdowns, like when it's all said and done, you have seven or eight touchdowns between special teams and playing like that's going to win it for you. That's a hell of a point, dude. So he's 50 to one. I, so I'll probably put, you know, a couple bucks on him just, just because <laughs> you know? $2 here, $2 there. <laughs> I mean a little bit more than that, but like, even like, I don't know. Like, I mean, small as $10 when you 50 bucks. So, I mean, so <laughs> We'll see. Like, I think that those were interesting. Um, there's, uh, you know, there's other options here. You have, I mean, I, again, I'm staying away from Harris, not because I don't think he's going to be good. Cause I think he's going to put up tons of points and yards and all that. I just don't think that 
Pittsburgh's going to be very good. Jamar Chase, interesting. Kyle Pitts, I'm going to stay away from tight ends. Mac Jones, no thanks. Devontae Smith, honestly, I think they may try to force feed him a little bit to prove that he's not too small. So, I, you know, interesting there. We talked about Waddle. ETN, he's going to be splitting the workload there, so I'm going to stay away from him. Sermon, I, we've already talked about. Michael Carter, very intriguing option, might become just the workhorse for the Jets there. So that's very intriguing. Kadarius Tony, no thank you. Uh, too many weapons there. We talked about Williams. Um, Bateman, just not enough passing attempts from Baltimore. You talked about Elijah Moore that I liked. Ter- Terrace Marshall, who I love in Carolina, but again, he's going to be a wide receiver three on that, basically four with Christian McCaffrey back, and then Rondell Moore. Those are like the top, however many I just named. 15. What about Pat Fryermuth? He went to the Steelers he, as well. He did. And he is actually, I, I mean, I'm only looking at the top like 15. That's what my list is. Mm-hmm. And he's not even, he's not even on it. So yeah, my guess is he's probably a hundred to one, if not more, but, but tight ends are so bad rookie year, dude. Like yeah, nobody puts are. up yards. Like no, like the, like the record is something like 700 yards or something like that from a rookie tight end. Damn. Does Kyle Pitts fall in that area then in tight end? Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm staying away from him on I mean, me personally, I'm staying away from him in fantasy, in redraft leagues, and betting because I just want no part of that. I think he's good Why? enough to pass it. I mean, history. <laughs> like yeah. yes, do we think that he is the best, you know, prospect tight end? Yes, we do. But like I can remember other players and people being like, yeah, this guy is like the next thing. Like let's not, it's a joke now, but like, let's not forget like how much like everybody loved like Ebron because of his pass catching ability. Right. Like it was just like Mm -hmm. this dude, like nobody can guard him. Safeties, safeties are too slow. Cornerbacks are too small. You know, like that's exactly how it was here. Even TJ Hawkinson. Unfortunately, I just named Noah fans. Noah fan. I mean, yeah, Noah fan even. Yeah. And he missed time. I mean, you could even go back to like Vernon Davis days, man. Like he was the last, like he was one of the last like top 10 tight ends with the guys I, I already named. So anyways, do I think he's going to be a great pro? Absolutely. Do I just stay away from him in fantasy and bets year one? Yes. Um, if I'm wrong, I'll be like, yeah, I played the odds and the odds were in my favor and it just didn't happen. Gotcha. I think that's fair. Uh, I really do like the Devontae Smith them though. I like you throwing it out there. Defensive rookie of the years. Is that something that you have on the list as well or no? I, I do. Yeah. And so defensive rookie of the years out of the last 11 years, seven of them have been pass rushers. So kind of interesting there. Um, so Micah Parsons is number one. Phillips two. Jamin Davis is three. Quiddy Pay is four. Zavin Collins is five. And it, um, they're all basically 11 and one or better. So Parsons is actually four to one odds. Um, so me just throwing out names that I like, um, Jamin Davis, um, at nine to one, actually, I'm a little upset. He's that good of odds. I thought he would be a little bit worse. I think that with that defensive line in Washington, he's going to kind of have free reigns to do honestly, whatever the fuck he wants. Um, <laughs> and I think that he's going to have that ability. So I love that one. And then, sorry, I'm just going through here real quick to find it. Here he is. And you're going to like this. Nick Bolton, 33 to 1. Let's go. Ain't no way it happens, though. Uh, speaking of defensive rookies here, we, you know, this is where we're at. Uh, JC Horn, I think he's in a division where those quarterbacks are going to challenge him. 
Matt Ryan, Tom Brady, Jameis Winston. I bet he gets an interception from each of them because they're going to continue to challenge him. He's going to face him twice a year. The Panthers, they are playing, you know, a decent schedule, of course, but we're already seeing him make plays in camp and OTAs. I think that very much carries over because this is a guy who can jump routes, can catch the ball. We know who his dad is, runs in the blood, right? I think this is going to be one of those corners where we're looking at Carolina being like, man, they made the right pick here at eight. Like they, they, they nailed that. I would love that. If we're going to go corner, I'm actually going – so, sorry, just to make it – J.C. Horn is 15-1. to 1. If we're going corner, I'm going to a guy that's 20-1, and 1, and that's Greg Newsom for mm-hmm. Cleveland. And almost to your point of people challenge him and him getting picks, this dude gets to go up against Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Big Ben, and he gets to go up against Joe Burrow. Nothing – like, honestly, nothing against maybe a little bit about Big Ben, but, like – Lamar Jackson, he is known for, you know, having a wild throw here and there. Um, Burrow, he's going to have great throws, but his team's going to be down. He's going to have to just start forcing stuff at end of games. So he's probably going to get some picks there. And then Big Ben, again, I'm, yeah, maybe I'm throwing a little bit of shade there for just what Big Ben is right now. He's, I mean, I think he's going to throw some picks. So if you're talking about, like, he's going to get some picks in the division, like how you said with J.C. Horn, I think Greg Newsom hits that, you know, right on the head, maybe even more. So um, that's what I would do if I was going cornerback. Again, I'm going to try to stay away from that, and I'm going to stick with the – I think Jamin Davis is probably my favorite right now. I mean, that makes sense. I like Quiddy Pay too. I mean, what he's going to get to go against in that division, especially if the Texans don't have Deshaun Watson playing quarterback. Like, pff, dude's going to eat. He is. So that's been like one. So I've been like going for like the over-unders – a lot and me just trying to figure out like what I want to do on like over and unders here. And Houston has the lowest over under, and I think they're at four and a half right now. Um, where I'm just like, man, I'm like, but if he plays, like, I think they get five wins, you know, it's like, it's like, it's <laughs> yeah. me, it's me betting on if they get, if they get Watson, but I'm like, then again, Watson has also said that he'll sit out and like, he's not playing. He, like, even if like this legal stuff goes away or it, like doesn't take effect until next year, like he's like, I want to be traded anyways. So, yeah. Oh man. So I I'll stay away from it, but um, there's a few that I like, man. Um, I mean, we kind of went over it a little bit. I love the, the under for Steelers at eight and a half. I love the Washington over eight right now. Everywhere is between eight and eight and a half for Washington. Give me the over all day, every day. Um, I kind of like the Giants over seven as well. Um, Lions under five, most likely I'd take that. Um, They're the second lowest right behind. They're half a game ahead of uh, Houston. Um, Raiders, give me the under seven and a half all day. Give me that. Um, the Vikings one is super interesting because I think their number is like nine or nine and a half now, which is like, again, we got to put into, we got to remember that there's an extra game. Cause like that number sometimes sounds high, but like, honestly, I think I would stay away from their over under and just put it on if they're going to win the division or not. And I would say yes to the Vikings winning that division. Wow. A little bit. Yeah. There's some silence there. Okay. I mean, I'm thinking, I just, I'm putting too much hype in, a, in my own brain and I don't know why I'm doing it, but I am like, 
I'm just buying into Justin Fields in Chicago. That that's the team that scares me. Obviously, we think that Aaron Rodgers is gone. I think that I think the Packers are a very very good team, but like when your quarterback is a question mark, it can ruin you, right? Um, yeah. Just and this is me strictly thinking that the Bears are going to find a way to fuck it up and not play him until like week six. Like, of course, and just waste. But the first I don't five know weeks. though. Like, I I think that they would in the past, but I think with like. Nagy at head coach, he's like, hey, like we made the move to go get a quarterback. Like this is a guy that like I kind of like I'm putting my my name to, right? Like this is a guy that I requested we trade up to get. He was available. You could have gotten Mac Jones. You said no. You go get Justin Fields. They went eight and eight last year with Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky and almost beat the fucking Saints in the playoffs. Opportunities Agreed. were there. Agreed. Like shit, you get that with Justin Fields and Nagy at coach. Allen Robinson, Cole Komet, David Montgomery. It's not a sexy team, but it gets the fucking job done. And you still got a solid defense. Like, man, I'm not putting a lot of stock into it, but, like, if they don't fuck this up and they do start Justin Fields and Nagy's like, hey, I'm not fucking around. Like, Andy Dalton, cool. I know who we have here. He's not sitting here. We got to win. My ass is hot. The seat is getting way too warm here. I got to play this guy. I'm with you. And, and that, that does make me question it a little bit. Right. But it's just a, it's a bet. I think I'd still make, cause I actually do like what the Vikings have done. I think they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last one smashing the under on Falcons under, I think they're set to seven right now. I think seven, seven and a half, depending on where you're at. I'd smash the under there my reasoning is this team has to play 10 road games. They have yikes. So now that it used to be eight and eight, right? Eight home, eight away. Now there's an extra game and they're away because they're at Jacksonville. So that's nine. And then one of their home games is in London. So if, if you want to call that a home game or not, it's not because you're not in Atlanta and it's a far ass flight. Like that's literally 10 away games. Like, that is brutal. Damn. I did not realize that. So, you're taking what was the, what was the over under at? Last time I checked, it was seven and a half. Um, again, that was like a week ago. So, it could have changed. So, um, it makes me want to look it up right now, though. So, this is great podcasting. You got to love it. You got to love it um what else what other bets are we getting into here what other future predictions do you got honestly those are kind of the big ones i wanted to talk about the rookies i wanted to talk about mvp um defensive player of the year is kind of just like i want no part of it <laughs> like it seems like it's the same players like you know like you had that three to four year run for jj watt and now it's you know Don, uh aaron donald Miles Julio Garrett, Mack, TJ Watt, Miles Garrett. Yeah. Miles Garrett. Like if I had, if I had to bet right now, I'm going to say Miles Garrett. If you can't tell, I kind of think that the Browns are going to be good considering I've talked about like five of their players and, and yeah, Newsom, really Newsom Baker, like them all right. Nick Chubb. I'm starting like, to, to hate the Browns. I used to root for their success because I felt bad for them. But now that they've found a little bit of success, their fans have just become absolutely ruthless. So I hope they lose. I will say it doesn't even have anything to do with like my Baker hatred that I've picked up from our guy Mello. 
I just their fans are almost unbearable. Like they're very annoying on social media. I said it. I'm sorry. They are. They have some of them have been. I will say that. I don't think all of them, but some of them have been. Um, and I just looked it up, and yes, the Falcons are still at seven and a half. Dude, Carolina is at seven and a half. Give me that over all day. Oh my goodness. Smash that shit, boy. Oh, I'm gonna put so much money on that. Oh my goodness. I can't wait. Okay, cool. Um, so anyways, that's kind of where we're at. Um, I don't I stay away from defensive player of the year votes. I'll do a couple MVP votes just because it's fun. Um, I usually try to focus in on over-unders for teams. That's kind of where my big like future, my future betting thing is. Other than that, I try to do it week by week basis, but um I I do try to do a few overs. Um and unders so that's it that's all i got um dude it's crazy we're like 95 days away from college football starting holy shit this year's flown by dude like june is next week yeah this the month of may uh, ever since i've graduated college it's like january all right cool it's usually about when i go back to school it's like a semester like the the school mindset that I used to have almost three, four years out of school now, that is just gone. It's like it's January, bam, June. It's like, what the fuck? What the hell is going on? I kind of like it though, but it's different. It is kind of like it. It is different. It is for sure. Um so speaking of that, um, we actually have some news, and that is we're taking a summer vacation. So, um, Austin just looked at me like, what's the news, bro? Like, like <laughs> I was lucky. I was, I was a smidge confused. I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah. what you going to tell them? My bad. Yeah. My bad. No, you're good. So we are actually going to take the month of June off. Um, and we'll come back. We might come back for, um, let's see here. We do love our 4th of July episode. So uh, we always have a lot of fun with that. So we'll probably come back for that and then take another couple of weeks off and then get back like about the time teams are getting ready for training camp. So mid to late July is probably when we'll be back. Be looking out. There is a great chance with some trades like an Aaron Rodgers or a Julio Jones. We will do emergency podcasts for sure. But yep. if, the, if it does stay quiet um, for the first time in over two years now, we will take a vacation um, and we'll enjoy it. It's we're, so close to episode 200 we decided it's about time we just give ourselves a you know four to five week break um so um yeah that's the news (laughs) and joy with the news (laughs) and nobody died don't worry so yeah nothing bad news there so um we will still be on social media we actually were just talking before the podcast we have a lot of fun things that we're actually going to start to do here um that we want your interaction on and all that so be keeping an eye out on it it's going to be fun yeah absolutely and we're definitely going to make sure no bigger networks immediately steal what we're doing uh yeah definitely noticed it was slightly annoyed but it's all right. If we're going to start setting some trends and what other people want to create on social media and do in terms of graphics, so be it. I'm just glad we get to start it yep, or get it rolling sure. again, at least. 100%. So I'm being patty. Uh, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, that's all right. That is all right. I'd love it. Um, all right. Okay. Um, just be, I, it's a football podcast, but I'm going to do it anyways. Go jazz. Uh, we gotta, we gotta get this, this series win. Um, that's it. That's all I got. We appreciate all you guys. We'll miss you. We'll see you guys 
in about a month. I'm tonight we've been talking to you.